Hey everyone, welcome back. I am your host, Doris J. Harris. I am an author, a mother of two, and the founder of That Pastel Chick. If you have listened to the first episode of my podcast, I would like to thank you and also welcome you back to the second episode. If you haven't listened to the first one, I would highly recommend that you do. I share my personal story with my depression, my anxiety, my disorder, my attempted suicide, everything that I have gone through. So that way you guys can really get a feel, get a sense of how and why I am the way I am, why I'm doing what I'm doing, and how I'm going to use that to help you as well. So today we are going to be talking about depression and how it affects your life. And I know some of you on here are probably going to be like, Dorche, (laughs) I already know how it affects my life. I already know what it is doing to me and I am trying to get out of it. But I really want to dive deeper into this topic because depression is different for everyone. The definition of depression is a common and serious medical illness that negatively affects how you feel, the way you think, and how you act. Depression causes feeling of sadness, or loss of interest in activities that were once enjoyed. It can lead to a variety of emotional and physical problems and decrease a person's ability to function at work and at home. Now, what I want you to do right now is I want you to close your eyes. I want you to close your eyes and I want you to think back as far as you can. Think back to the first moment or an experience, an event, a feeling whatever it was that triggered you into feeling depressed. Now, the reason I want you to do this is because that is where it all started. That's where it all started. And usually our first experience, our first feeling is what we need to know how to move forward in our lives. Now, I'm going to give you an example so you can understand what I'm coming from. When I was four, my parents got divorced. They got divorced and since then we have basically been bouncing back and forth between my mother and father's house. Now because we moved around so much I actually grew up to be an introvert. I am not very good in crowds. I am not very good at putting myself out there and it also kind of messed up me being able to build intimate relationships with people because I was so used to moving around that I didn't really see the need or the reason to really connect with people on a much deeper level because I always felt like once I started to create that deeper connection that we were just going to move so there, you know there really wasn't any point in putting in any effort into that relationship now because of that it made me feel like an outsider made me feel like an outcast I got to the point where I didn't really know how to build relationships with people because I never really tried I never really saw the reason to try that affected not only my relationship with my parents my friends but it also really messed up me building really deep connections with people that I wanted to be partners with or actually build a relationship with Now, that may seem a little hard to believe because I did have two kids, so I obviously had to have some kind of connection with people, but that connection was built over a very long period of time, and because of my borderline personality disorder, that relationship ultimately 
failed because it got to the point to where I couldn't mentally, emotionally, or physically handle being in that relationship because of my depressed modes, my intense, you know, moments of anger and rage and just a lot of other things. Now, like I said, I grew up as an introvert. I grew up as an outsider. But of course, you know, there are also those people who also feel like they are on the outside. So I was able to build some type of connection to be able to mingle with people. But there were times where my depression got to the point to where I didn't feel like I belong. I felt like I was lonely. I felt like I was never going to fit in. I didn't feel as pretty as people that were getting more attention, which led to me self-harming. And being in an emotional and verbally abusive relationship didn't help with that at all. So now, after years and years of trying to battle with my depression and trying to learn how to live on my own now that I am a single mother, it was so much harder for me to find my place in the world because I never really felt like I had a place in the first place. And this is why it is so important for you to try and remember an event or an emotion or anything that really triggered you into thinking that I'm not good enough or I'm not pretty enough. I'll never make it. I'll never be the girl next door. Because that one moment, that one feeling in your life has changed the way you think about everything else in your life. The way you do one thing is ultimately how you do everything in your life. And that is something that I also had to learn the hard way. Now, because of my depression and anxiety, obviously it didn't help whenever I was in a relationship with someone or whenever I was trying to build a relationship with someone, but it also led me you know, having trouble staying in school whenever I got to college. I got into depressive states and I would ultimately not complete assignments or I just wouldn't attend class. It was very hard for me to keep down a job because I got to the point where I didn't even want to work there anymore because I felt like I wasn't getting anywhere. Um, the only thing that really kept me in place was reading and writing. Which even eventually, that ultimately stopped working because I was getting to the point to where nothing in my life made sense. Nothing in my life seemed to be going right. Nothing in my life was how I pictured it whenever I was younger. And it was making my depressive state worse. And this is one of the realities of depression. If you allow it, if you give into it, it can ultimately ruin your life. It can take over you. It can take over your mind. It can take over your heart, your soul, your every breathing moment, every waking moment that you live. You can go about feeling depressed and sad and lonely and miserable. If you give into that pain, if you give into that hurt, if you give into that feeling that you will never be enough. And that is not what we want to do. We want to be able to wake up in the, mo in the morning and enjoy our moments of peace. We want to get up in the morning, feel confident, feel beautiful, feel strong. And we want to carry those emotions throughout the day. Now, a lot of people ask me, well, how did you get to where you are? You went from trying to commit suicide, being in a depressive state, <laughs> to the point to where even your children couldn't bring you out of it how the hell did you get to where you are and I'm going to tell you my secret this is something that I have not told anyone my secret to getting to where I am 
was knowing what kind of depression I had, knowing what were my triggers, knowing what that moment was in my life that made me feel like I wasn't good enough. And it can be hard. Don't get me wrong. I had to go through a lot, a lot for it to finally click in my mind that you are actually an amazing, beautiful, powerful woman and you have been struggling through your life because you haven't tapped into that power yet. You were giving in to the darkness instead of focusing on the light. Once I figured out what that moment was, once I learned what type of depression I had, I was able to flip the switch dramatically. And it was one of the biggest pieces for me to be able to wake up every moment, every morning, and to tell myself that I can do this. I have a reason to live. I have things to do. And I am not going to let this beat me. I always want to think that whenever I attempted suicide, whenever I stepped onto that ledge and I was about to jump into that river, that that small, shy, introverted little girl, you know, the one who felt lonely and and just sad all the time, the girl that felt like she didn't fill in, that she wasn't pretty enough, that she was never going to, you know, feel good about herself. I truly do think that she died that day. That she died that day and whenever I was pulled down from that ledge, that is really where I came out of my shell. Where I was like, I cannot do this anymore. I cannot live like this. I have two children, two beautiful children who are dependent on me. And ultimately, I owe it to myself to get up every day to tell myself that I am beautiful, to tell myself that I'm strong, that I am powerful, that I can do whatever the hell I set my mind to. I can do whatever the hell I want to do with my life. And no one, no one, not even myself is going to stand in my own way. So I'm going to tell you what I did. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to share my first moment with you that really got me thinking. The first moment in my life where I truly felt like I wasn't good enough was whenever I was in elementary school. It was one of those moments to where, you know, we had moved around all the time. This is a place where we were supposed to stay at for a while. So I really wanted to try to make friends. Now, usually when you move to a new school, people have already made friends already. They have their little groups that are formed. And it's kind of hard for you to really break that barrier that they've set up. But I was able to make a few friends. Now, like I said, I am an introvert. I was very shy and I didn't really know how to communicate with people, but I tried. But I still felt like an outsider. You know, my friends, they treated me with respect. We hung out, we talked, you know, we did things together, but they had been friends with each other for years and it felt like I just had so much to catch up on. But the real moment where I felt like I wasn't pretty enough, I wasn't good enough was when the guy that I liked rejected me. And that really may seem so small, but I was a child at that point and I was already in the pattern of my life being unstable, not having anyone around, always feeling lonely, not really able to make friends and keep them. And then the one moment where I opened myself up to try and receive some type of love and compassion, I was rejected. 
Now, moving forward through all the other events in my life to the point to where I almost jumped off a ledge was the point in my life where I was like, I can't do this. I was fuming mad. I had to be sent to a mental hospital where I stayed in there for two weeks. And I really felt that the world was moving without me. I felt like I was in a box locked away no one knew where I was no one knew where to find me my kids were going to forget about me life was just going to move on without me like I truly at that moment did not matter and that is really that is the moment where it truly really hit me that something has got to change I need to figure out what I need to do to get my life back on track to do what I needed to do for myself but to also to be able to provide something better for my kids because I didn't want my kids to move around constantly. Like I I was already setting the pattern for that with their fathers, with not being stable in a relationship. I was already setting the pattern for my kids to constantly be used to moving around and I wanted that to stop. I stopped that immediately. Once I got home, I had to see a counselor for a while, which I did end up not going to because... Like I think I said in the previous podcast, I felt personally that the counselors and taking medication does not personally work for me. And I'm saying this at a discretion because if you feel that your counselor is working for you and you are making progress, please continue to do so. If you feel like your medication is helping you, please continue to do so. I am not telling you to stop counseling or your medication. Um, But personally for me, I felt that that was not the right choice for me. So moving forward with that, once I found out what type of depression or what type of disorder, quote unquote, I had, then I was really able to take that knowledge and use it to my advantage. So the disorder that I learned that I have is called borderline personality disorder, and that is a mental illness by by an ongoing pattern of varying moods, self-image, and behavior. These symptoms often result in impulsive actions and problems in relationships. Borderline personality disorder makes, well, it basically just means that I have intense episodes of anger, depression, and anxiety that can last from hours. Sometimes it can last days. Sometimes it can last weeks. It just depends on what triggered me, which is my next thing into telling you that you should do. You should find what triggers you. So not only do I want you to really focus and just try to remember, it it may be something that happened recently, it may be something that happened in your childhood, but I really want you to sit down and think of that moment in your life where you ultimately felt, believed, experienced that you were not enough. And that is what (laughs) clicked that switch in your mind to, hey, you were not good enough. Once you have done that, I want you to also find out what triggers you. For me, it more so has to do with relationships because that is something that I have always struggled with, with the patterns of moving all the time in my life, not being able to really connect with people and make friends. And then recently, since I am going to be getting divorced, recently with the events with my husband and everything that we went through in our marriage, Anything dealing with relationships, anything dealing with romance, romantic music, romantic movies, romantic books, um, 
anything dealing basically with any type of you know emotional connection to someone um there's so many things that can trigger a negative emotion in me until i am able to tackle that with a sense of not everyone and everything is going to hurt me and i'm saying that because whenever you go in to find out what triggers you you have to be able to look back on your life and say okay so whenever i was feeling you know this depressed or whenever i feel like i wanted to self-harm or whenever i felt like you know even the thoughts of suicide it can happen whenever you had a very intense intense moment of depression or sadness or loneliness i want you to think about what triggered you into that emotion and why how did it make you feel how were you like what were you going through what was the experience what happened at that moment that really just made you feel that you didn't feel like anything that you didn't amount to anything because that is what is going to be important on your journey and how you're going to be able to manage that to get to a better place basically (laughs) so you're going to be able to take what triggers you and turn it around to where it helps you like it's not going to bring you down it's going to lift you up so so personally for me since my trigger has things to do more with love and things more intimate more on a deeper you know connection things like cuddling and kissing and hugging you know that is something that's a trigger for me so personally what I have done for the past two years since my attempted suicide is I have not been in any type of relationship I have not tried to force myself into feeling like I need someone there beside me I went a long time without listening to music I went a long time without listening um to you know, like romance novels or watching movies or anything like that i spent a lot of time focusing on me and what i wanted i spent a lot of time focusing on my kids and my family building them up making sure that they know that hey mommy is here i went through an entire process of just focusing on me because that is ultimately what i needed i have been in a relationship since i was 13 years old i have never been by myself i never how to be my by myself and one of the things with borderline personality disorder is that since you have a problem with self-image you basically need someone else there to validate you and since i needed someone there to validate me i would go into endless relationships um it was just an ongoing pattern for me it was something that i was used to so i had to take a drastic measure to not be with anyone to not you know any anything in that area i had to cut out basically so your first task or your first assignment <laughs> that i want you to do from this podcast is i want you to really focus on what you want focus on what you want out of this i don't want you to just go through your experience and find that moment in your life where you felt like you weren't enough i don't want you to just write down what triggers you into into those depressive states i also want you to write down what you want out of this whether it's a better life a better relationship a better job a better friendship a, like whatever it is that you want a better love for yourself I want you to write that down. I want you to write down what it's going to feel like. I'm, you can get into so much detail. Write down where you want it to happen even. It doesn't, 
you know, necessarily have to happen at that place. But getting that visual into your mind is going to help you and keep you pushing forward into that person that you want to be. So just to recap before I close this out, depression is different for everyone. It's always going to be different for everyone. People go through different experiences. They know different people. They're in different environments. And depression, depending on your state of mind, can honestly break you down to the point to where you don't know who you are. But one of the things that depression, self-harming, attempted suicide has taught me is that someone truly out there is watching you. Someone truly out there loves you, will support you with anything that you want to do. They will help you as much as they can. They will love you as hard as they can. And for people with depression and anxiety, it's so hard to see that. It is so hard to see that. And I'm not just saying it to be cliche because I am one of those people. It was so hard for me when I was younger to think that someone cared about me. I It was so hard for me to make friends. It was so hard for me to fit in. And at that time, the only person that I really had was my family and the people that I was dating to try to cope with, you know, that loneliness that I was feeling. But what I was truly missing was the fact that I don't need validation from other people. You never need validation from other people. The only people that you need validation from is God and yourself. And once you learn that, once you get used to loving yourself and treating yourself with respect, I mean, hell, take yourself out on dates. You know, you don't need someone to take you out. Pat your own self on the back. Kiss your own self, you know, kiss yourself on the mirror. It may seem weird at first, but those small gestures towards loving yourself is what is going to help you and to keep you pushing and moving forward into that person that you want to be. So I am going to close out this podcast. I want to thank you all so much for listening and for coming back. And I am really glad that you are here. This is something that... I have wanted to do for a long time. It has taken me a long time to get to this place where I am able to share my story with you, to share my experience and to share how I got to where I am. I always tell people that I am not 100%. So I don't want you to think that I am just hunky dory and I am so over this and I am just on top of the world and everything is perfect because it is not. I still have moments to where I get depressed. I still have moments to where I feel like I want to self-harm. Hell, I even have moments to where I feel like I want to commit suicide. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I still have those moments. I still have my bad days. But what I have learned, I have learned how to cope with it better. I have learned how to live my life. I have learned that there is light in the darkness. I have learned that. And it can be so hard to see. And for me, I didn't have anyone there to help me. I didn't have anyone there to really talk to me and guide me through it. So I want to be that person for you guys. And I want to help you on this journey because it is not easy. It is definitely not easy. So I will talk to you guys on the next podcast. I hope you are having a fabulous day. And I will talk to you all next time. Bye bye.